0: How can you actually start to use new words? How can you make the most of your time that you have, the little free time that you have in order to make progress? And what are some of the best resources that you should be tapping into? Well, for the episode, the last episode of the season, I'd really like to address some of these really, really common questions that I get asked all the time. And I'd like to share my tips and advice with you and actually what all of this is doing and what I really encourage you to do is creating your own system that really works for you so that is what is on the agenda today for this last episode of the season and stay around until the end of the episode because I'm going to tell you how you can get some bonus material that I'm going to share with you exclusively for this episode I think you're going to find it really useful and hopefully helpful Speak more and speak better. Whether you're based in Spain, like me, maybe you're in Portugal, Japan, America, Australia, Mexico, I really hope that you can take something away from these episodes that you can implement and put into practice in your day-to-day work. That is the goal of this podcast. That is the objective to help you improve the way that you speak and just give you the confidence to speak more when you're at work. If you love the podcast, I highly recommend that you sign up to the Anna with Two N's newsletter. I send the newsletter every week after the episode, and it's basically a short and sweet summary of all the tips that I've talked about. And it's the only place that you're going to get a written copy of what I talk about in the episode. A lot of people find this really useful, and you've told me you find it really useful for learning the words that I talk about, having a bit of a recap and a refresh you want to get your hands on that then sign up to the newsletter the link is in the description box if you want to help support the podcast even more you can tell a friend or a colleague about the podcast somebody else who you think could benefit from these episodes you can also leave a positive review on apple podcasts or a rating on spotify i know that it's a little bit different on other platforms and if you do leave me a review or a rating make sure that you take a screenshot and send me it as a dm or as an email and i will give you a free training in business listening finally you can donate to the podcast through buy me a coffee this helps support me as a creator and the costs i have for running this podcast it is a free podcast and it will always be free so if you want to support me there i will leave the link in the description box just before we get into it i really just want to say a huge thank you to you for listening to the podcast I'm really, really grateful that I can continue doing this. So thank you if you have left a review. If you've told somebody about it, maybe a friend, a family member or a colleague. You've made a donation on Buy Me A Coffee. Just really a big thank you from me. I I really, really appreciate it. And you're really part of a growing community. This year the podcast has grown a lot actually in terms of previous years and especially in places like the United States and Canada so if you are based there a special hello to you you're part of a few thousand listeners that actually follow the podcast every week and we're getting ever closer to that 1 million download mark which just seems um uh, ridiculous but you know fantastic and I'm really glad that I'm able to reach more people. So, whether you're a new listener, maybe you've discovered the podcast recently, or you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, thank you so much. One of the main things I wanted to do with this specific season was, of course, try and improve the content and tweak it a little bit, add in some different sections. And the main thing that's new with this season was the newsletter. So far, I've been getting really, really good feedback from the newsletter that you find it helpful, that it's a nice little compliment to the podcast. So that will of course continue into the next season of the podcast. I do want to let you know about some changes that you can expect coming up. As with every year, I'm I like to, you know, take a bit of a temperature check and see how the podcast is doing and and how it can be improved. So you can look forward to some changes in terms of the way that the podcast is branded. I really want to make it clearer in terms of what the podcast is about which is going to make it easier for other listeners to find the podcast so you can expect some changes around that which is really exciting and i'll be telling you a little bit more about that as we get closer to the new season i'm also going to jazz up the newsletter a little bit tweak a couple of the sections and hopefully make the content even better and you know me i'm really focused on giving you really high quality content so i'm always looking at ways that i can tweak and improve it. And of course, as always, if you have any suggestions or any feedback at all about the podcast, I really love to hear from you and find out what it is that you like or what episodes you find most useful, etc, etc. So feel free to always reach out to me about the podcast. Right, let's get on with it, shall we? I wanted to actually split this up based on the questions that I asked you in the introduction. So I'd like to start with the first one, which is how can I actually? Learn new words. And I actually got an email from Salvador. Thank you so much because you really sum this up well. You said that it's easy to understand some words but really difficult to put in practice speaking in a fluent and natural way. You said that the words don't come out with your speaking and you feel like you always have the same problem. It's like there's no link between the store in your container, your brain and your tongue. I think this is a problem probably all of us can relate to. So I think it's a really good thing to cover. And I don't think I've talked about this before on the podcast. So I want to go a little bit more into depth today. Let's be clear here. The dream is that you're speaking in English. The words are flowing. And when we're speaking, there's just this word that pops into our head. It flows out of our mouths naturally. You don't even have to think about it. You don't need to make any effort. It just appears there. Beautifully, in a sentence, and we sound amazing, great. But how do we get there? Because it is possible to get there with new words, but there's a process behind it. And I think there's a couple of important things that are useful to know. The first thing I would say is that every brain learns differently. So the way that you learn is different to the way that I learn, which is different to the way that John learns, which is why you really need to create your own system that works for you to try to help you translate that knowledge that you have. Maybe it's a word that you know or a word that you've actually heard into something that you actually say. Sometimes that can be through speaking, but not always. I'll give you a few examples in a minute. The second thing I would say is that when you're learning something new, your brain is building a new pathway. So I guess the question would be, well, how can I help my brain build that pathway quicker and easier? Well, it does require focus and effort to build a new pathway if you want to start learning a new word or a new expression or a new way of saying things. Now, your brain is absolutely possible of doing that, so there's no question about being able to learn a new word. What I can't guarantee you is necessarily how long that's going to take because that depends on different things. depends on the way that you learn. It depends on how much effort you put into it. It depends how effective that technique is on the way that your brain's set up. So there's kind of a number of different factors, but absolutely it is possible to learn a new word and to use it in that kind of dream state where it just kind of appears in our speech and we don't need to make any effort. But how long that takes really depends on you. So how can you build a a new pathway? Or maybe it's a new way of saying something after you know that you've been making a mistake, which is also something that comes up quite a lot and here what i'm covering is is like explicit learning. So this is where you are consciously trying to make an effort to learn something. Sometimes we just pick things up unconsciously, you know. We we do learn things that way, but i'm talking here about something explicit where you're like, i really want to learn this word. So let's imagine you've you've got this word somebody said it at work. You're like, oh, yeah, i'm going to write that one down. It's shiny, it's new. It's a little bit like when you get a phone or a gadget, right? You want to use it straight away. You're like, oh my God, I want to use it. I'm going to find the first opportunity that I can to use this word. And that's fantastic. But we probably need to figure out a little bit how it works. And we kind of need to help our brains to build that pathway. So the first thing that your brain is going to want to do when you see a new word or you hear something is it wants to have a reference. It wants to connect the dots to something that you already know. So you have to help your brain connect the dots. One of the biggest things that you can do is give yourself a translation. If there's a word, if there's a phrase, whatever, translate it into your native language because your brain is going to look for that. It wants to have a reference. It's like, okay, how, do, how can I make this make sense? So a translation into your native language or as close as a translation as you can get, maybe it's not a direct word, really is really going to help your brain to connect the dots. Perhaps another thing is some example sentences so your brain can see it in context so it can connect the dots that way. Maybe you put the word into a word family or into a pattern of words so your brain can connect the dots. And it's like, oh, OK, right. OK, I see how that works now. Or maybe it's a related word. Maybe you're trying to learn a phrasal verb and maybe you want to just write down a group of phrasal verbs that are similar so your brain can connect the dots. So your brain has to have a reference point, first of all. Okay, that's going to help it build a new pathway. And the thing is, your brain is like water. So it's always looking to find the easiest pathway. So if your new word or expression isn't familiar enough, or your brain hasn't started to connect the dots and then use it, it's going to go to your old favorites. It's going to go to your classics, the words that you always use, which is why sometimes it feels like you're never using new words. Well, yeah, because your brain is going to always pick the easiest path. You have to train your brain. You have to force your brain to build this new pathway. And I mean, it makes total sense, right? I mean, imagine you've got two pathways, literally. You've got one that's well marked. You know, when you go hiking and it's like, you're like, oh my God, this path is perfect. It's smooth. It's wide. You don't need to think about where you're going uh, because it's obviously this way compared to like a really small pathway that's like got lots of rocks and stones on it you're like okay no thanks you're obviously going to choose the other one well that's what your brain does as well you have to force it to start taking the other path you have to teach it train it to start using the other path so once you've connected the dots how can you start you know how can you get your brain to start thinking or using this new pathway well this is where it becomes more individual And really what works best for you to get to a point where we use that word naturally. So maybe there's different triggers or different ways that help you use this word. Maybe it's literally speaking with your coach or your teacher. That's really the best way for you to start actually using that word. Some people love writing things out. Some people have to write things out. I've got a couple of clients who are like this. They're like, I have to write it out first. My brain has to see the the sentence and I have to write it in order for it to start kind of embedding and going in. Maybe you have a mind map of different words. Maybe you have to create some flashcards and look at them on a regular basis. Maybe you have a post-it note above your computer, which forces you to look at that word and then hopefully use that word. Perhaps it works for you to have a translation list with different sentences, with your language and then into English. Maybe you want to write a word on your mirror. I don't know. This is where it gets really individual and you can have a little bit of fun with it. Perhaps think about a word that you use now, but you didn't used to use. How did you learn that word? Maybe it was something that was really gradual over a long period of time, in which case I would ask you, okay, how could you speed that up? Or maybe you've actually already got kind of a system or a method that works for you, in which case maybe it would be a case of, okay, how could you maybe make that process even better? Or how could you just replicate that process in order to keep learning new words? Then we come back to the question of how long it would take. And again, it really depends on a couple of different factors. But if you find something that works for you, you can learn new words and put them into practice. It's absolutely possible. There's nothing stopping you doing that. But of course, how much effort you put into it, how much time you actually have to practice it, I think that's really important. Maybe you're in a position right now where you don't actually get to practice English that much in your job. So maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer to actually Feel like you're saying those words, right? Because you just literally don't have as much opportunity to practice. Let me give you a real life example of this as well, because I think that's helpful. I had a client who was trying to learn a new way of saying something. And the first time they did it, it was a mistake, so we had to correct it. And the first maybe month, couple of weeks, it was a constant kind of they would say the wrong version, I would correct them. They would say the wrong version, I would correct them. Then after about I would say one month, four weeks where we were having um, sessions, they started to self-correct. So this is where they would start to say the incorrect version, but then they would self-correct. That's amazing. I love seeing that because as soon as you're self-correcting, you know, then that's kind of an evidence, the evidence of your brain starting to build a new pathway because your brain is like, hold on a second. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Don't take me down the wrong path here. That's literally what your brain's doing. Then, little by little, they started using the new word by themselves and now they never, ever say the old version, ever. So that took a period of, I would say, several months and that was like one word. And I'm not saying that maybe it will take that long for you or even that that is a long time in itself. But I'm trying to give you a little bit of a realistic picture of how long it can take to actually learn new words. I would definitely say be patient with yourself. And maybe perhaps some of the things that would be more helpful is to try and learn a couple of words at the same time. I mean, think about the last time you were able to remember and recite and use correctly 50 different words. So, really, I would say taking it step by step, one word per week, one word per month, I don't know, whatever it is. Or maybe you want to learn five words per week. But I would say try and narrow it down a little bit more. It's probably going to increase your success rate in the terms of the numbers that you're a, the words sorry, numbers, no <laughs> words that you're able to add into your vocabulary. So be patient, but you absolutely can add new words into your vocabulary. When you're speaking, there is a process to do that. You have to help your brain build a new pathway. What I can't guarantee or tell you exactly is when that's going to happen. That's something that comes down to you, the technique that you use, the method that you use, etc here's a little challenge for you over the summer period then why not see if you can help your brain build a couple of pathways maybe there's a word that you've always wanted to use or a phrase or an expression try to see if you could actually put this into practice and see how it works i'd be really really interested to find out what works for you in terms of helping your brain build that pathway and maybe see it like that be like i'm going to try and help my brain build a new pathway rather than i'm going to learn loads of new vocabulary Maybe it's a different way of approaching it. For the last part of this episode, what I'd really like to do is address the other questions that came up, which were, how can I make the most of my time? And what are the best resources that I can tap into in order to improve my English? In terms of making the most of your time, I think this is really, really important. Making the most of is like maximizing because let's be honest you're a really busy person you've got a busy job you've got other things outside of work you've got maybe a family pets other commitments whatever it is your main limiting factor here is time what can you do with the limited amount of time you have because you have a limited amount of time I would really encourage you to be very picky about what it is that you choose to include in your system Let's be honest, you're listening to this podcast because your underlying motivation is maybe I want to get more money. And in order to get more money, I need to get a better job. And part of getting a better job is is, is English. You know, I really need English. I really want to learn English. Maybe you're at a point in your career where, in order to almost unlock the next level whether that's actually a promotion or just doing your job better you really need to just connect with your colleagues on a different level and you need English for that how can you every week as part of the system that you create move yourself a little bit closer to that goal there's a really nice expression which is what's not really an expression it's a saying which is You are the people you are around. I think it's something like that. But basically what it means is it's your reflection of the people you spend time with. If we put that in a language context, it could be that you basically are what you absorb. Like you are the resources that you listen to. So if you only listen to a certain type of resource or if you only, for example, watch series or films, well, how is that going to move you forward to that goal of, getting a promotion, getting more money, going and working in the New York office, for example. By the way, I want to make it really clear, I am not anti-films and movies and series or whatever. But from the perspective of improving English for work, I think there's definitely some considerations there. And I think this is something that people feel. They're like, okay, I watch series, so why does that not help me when I'm in a meeting? One thing maybe that could be helpful to do is kind of split it up. It's like, okay, I've got English for enjoying. So this is where, I don't know, I put on a film or series or whatever, or maybe it's just a podcast where you're not really kind of focused on it. It's more kind of implicit learning. It's there in the background. You're relaxed. You're just enjoying it. And then on the other hand, you've got English for your goals, which is where, I don't know, maybe... You set aside some time and it really doesn't need to be a lot of time. I think this is maybe the thing that people find overwhelming is they're like, well, I need to be there for like two hours, three hours, four hours every week. It really doesn't need to be like that. And let's be honest, that's frankly not very sustainable with the schedule that you have. Even doing 10 minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, if you accumulate that over a period of time, if you're consistent, That all adds up. I personally feel that the best type of resource, if you're really wanting to improve your business English, is to watch something where you're learning English. I'm saying watch or read something or whatever. And you're also learning about your industry, your job or your sector. I mean, that's like a two for one, right? You're getting that English practice and it's also about your industry, which is great because you can pick up loads of new words that are really relevant to you. Of course the question is where can you find those resources and really there are so many things out there that you can find if you do a little bit of digging. I can also see the other side of the coin where people are like okay the last thing that I want to do when I get home from work is watch a YouTube video about marketing strategies. Okay fair enough so maybe what I would say in that case is How could you watch that video about marketing strategies maybe during the day when you're in business mode and then when you're at home, maybe you prefer to just, I don't know, watch a podcast or uh, listen to something or read an article about the news that's not related to work. So maybe think about how could I do the things that are associated with work when I'm in work mode? Because I I mean, I totally get it. Maybe the last thing you want to do on a Saturday night is, I don't know, read an article about the latest changes in inflation. Another thing that I think is important to highlight, and this kind of affects business English resources more, is that I would love to go into companies and record meetings and record phone calls so that you can really hear what it's like in real life. Because I think there's often a bit of a disconnect, and maybe you found this with some business English resources, is that they sound a little robotic, they sound not as natural which isn't necessarily a criticism I just think it's difficult it's difficult to replicate a business English interaction or situation it's easier to replicate what it's like in a coffee shop for example but it's hard to replicate those conversations that you have at work because you're the only people that know about that specific issue or problem right so it's really hard to role play those sorts of problems with that kind of depth that you have in real life So I think that's one of the inherent problems with business English resources is it's kind of really difficult to get something that's super, super close to what it's like in real life, which would be helpful. I mean, please, if anyone's happy for me (laughs) to come in and record their meeting in English or their phone call, probably not. I imagine that most of those would be confidential. But, you know, if you (laughs) if you're interested, let me know. Everything I'm saying here really is about moving you towards how can you create your own system? in order to move you closer towards those goals that you have or that underlying motivation that you have. What does your lifestyle allow you realistically to do on a regular basis? And realistically is very important there. A lot of people are over ambitious, and they're like, yeah, I can do four hours a week. And actually it's more like I can do 15 minutes on a lunch break, which by the way, is totally fine. As I said before, it adds up the other question I would maybe ask is what, you know, what is your real objective for this limited time that you have? What is your objective and what resources are you going to use to fill that time and be picky about it? Because if you really want to learn stuff for work, I'm not sure that Bridgerton, as great as it is, is going to help you. Some people might argue that, well, if you watched a series around business like Succession, for example, which is a fantastic series, then yeah, sure, you can definitely pick up some different words there related to business. But I would argue that you're probably, it's probably more effective use of your time to learn some new words associated with your industry or sector, to practice your speaking skills if you have to give presentations or meetings. If that's really what you want English for, then I would be focused on that. And of course, you can have your English for enjoying, but that is your main focus where you spend your limited your limited time. These are obviously all my points of view and my suggestions. You may disagree with me, you you may not. And what I've done for you and this is what I said I would do at the beginning is I've actually created a PDF where I've put in loads of different resource suggestions because I think that question of what resource should I, should I use is literally like, I don't know, what's your favorite food? It's really hard to answer that. It's super subjective. But what I've done is I've created my list of resource suggestions to give you a starting point. In there, I've got all my tips around which websites to use for grammar, pronunciation, business English, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And you can get it in the newsletter this week. I'm going to be including it in the newsletter as a, as a PDF download and if you want to get that make sure that you sign up to the newsletter the link is in the description box and you need to sign up before this friday the 28th of july at 10 a.m i'm gonna leave it there for today and i really hope that that last episode of this season was useful i hope you could take something away from it and there's a couple of things i challenge you to do from this number one is think about how you can create some new pathways learn some new words over this time period and also maybe i would challenge you to think about how can you create a system that really helps you move further towards that underlying underlying motivation or that bigger goal thank you so much again and just to remind you the next episode will be out on the 27th of september 2013 if you're doing something fun over that time i really hope that you can disconnect, switch off, be with your family and friends. If you're working, I hope that it's going well. I hope it's not too busy for you. I hope you have a bit of a a quieter period and I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Take care.